Hey guys, Willie Mayette, creator of Jazz Edge. I want to welcome you to episode number 21 of the Confident Improviser podcast. Today we're going to be talking about bebop improvisation, and I'm going to show you how to use approaches to create a bebop sounding improvisation. As a reminder, this podcast goes along with the Confident Improviser program found at Jazz Edge. You can also find a, re a replay of this podcast in video at the uh, Jazz Edge site. You can learn more at jazzedge.com or theconfidentimproviser.com. Okay, so bebop improvisation. So first of all, the first question is, what is an approach note and what are we approaching? So we're getting kind of a sound like this. All right, so like. So these kinds of sounds in which we're, we're bringing in some more chromaticism, then we're kind of weaving the line a little bit more than just say something like this. Right? Can you hear? Like that's just like utilizing the major scale, which is fine. There's nothing wrong with that. But these approaches create a really neat sound because of that chromaticism. So what is an approach note and what are we approaching? An approach note, right, or an approach tone or an enclosure, uh, neighbor tone, you'll hear all of these different uh, terms being used, is simply we have a starting note on our improvisation and we have a target note on our improvisation and the approach note just takes us into that target note. Okay, I'm going to explain a little bit more so it'll make sense as we go. All right, so what we are approaching is the target note. That is what it is that we're approaching. Okay, so approaches are notes that lead us into our target notes. So think about this. Target notes were, well, actually, before I go on, let me just remind you that target notes were discussed in episode three, right? So uh, if you didn't check out episode three of the podcast, do so because we talk about target notes there. And chord tones make great target notes, okay? So if you're looking for a great note to hit as a target note in your improvisation, think about your chord tones. All right, so take a look at this sentence right here. Let me, let me try and read this to you without messing it up. Practice order in must to you get piano at the better. All right, so let me say that again. Practice order in must to you get, get piano at the better. Practice order in must to you get piano at the better. Does that make sense to you at all? I mean, it certainly doesn't make sense to me, but if I rearrange those, let those words, I get this. You must practice in order to get better at the piano. Right? That makes perfect sense to us, right? You must practice in order to get better at the piano. So when we have this out of order like this, right? We don't have a good start or a good end and the line is all kind of messed up, right? Then it doesn't really make much sense. This is utilizing language, okay? So this is an example of how if you rearrange words, they don't really make sense, and then you're not going to get the point across. Well, the same thing happens with improvisation as well. Improvisation lines have a beginning and an end. And for those of you that are watching this video, you see that the beginning word is in green and the end is in red, and you're going to see why. So, the note that we begin our improv on is our starting note, and the last note of our line is our target. So you could think of a line as being that sentence. So again, our improvisation line is something like this. You must practice in order to get better at the piano, right? So we, we start with the word you, we end with the word piano. There are words in between. It makes sense to you. I can get the point across to you. 
So here, the example, you must practice in order to get better at the piano. You is the start, piano is the target, okay? So we can use approaches to enclose our target note. So now let's really think about, rather than language, let's think about how we, we're gonna use notes in order to create our lines, all right? So first of all, let's take a look at our simple D minor seven to G seven to C major seven. So what is a good starting note? Well, typically, like I said, those chord tones are good target notes. They also make great starting notes. So if I'm on D minor seven and I start with an F, right? We know that we can use our chord tones as well. So that's utilizing all chord tones there, okay? It's all just chord tones, and I'm just arpeggiating those chord tones and creating a line. But it sounds very much like I'm just arpeggiating chord tones, right? Now, by utilizing approaches, we are able to now do some cool things and we're able to delay the line, we're able to add chromaticism, and we're also able to add some tension in our improvisation. So, like this. Now, do you hear how much more interesting that line is? Let me play again. That's just arpeggiating the, the, the notes of the chords. But now if I add in some approaches. Now it starts to get kind of interesting, right? And those approaches are what is creating that interest in the line, okay? So let's talk about four different types of approaches. And I'm gonna show you a couple of different ways in which you could practice this as well. The first approach is a half step approach, okay? So let's just take the note F, okay? I'm gonna play D minor, okay? I, actually, let's, let's do it on the note B, because I'm, I'm getting to the G, right? So I'm getting to my G7 chord, I'm playing G and B in the left hand, my root three chord shell. In the right hand, I got a B here. So I'm gonna do a half step approach into B, so that'd be A sharp, into B, or C down to B. That's a half step approach. I can also do a whole step approach. So A up to B, or C sharp down to B. I can do a half whole combo. So I could do a half step from below, whole step from above, down to the target, half step from above, half st a whole step from below, up to the target. Okay, I can also do double chromatic. Double chromatic is, if I'm trying to get to B, I go A, a sharp, then B. Or I go C sharp, C, down to B. And guess what? I could do combinations of all of those. So let's talk about how we could start to put this into practice. First of all, a great way of doing this is just practice this over a simple 2-5-1 progression. So in the left hand, all I'm doing is I'm playing D and C as a root seven chord shell, then I go to G and B as a root three chord shell. Then I go to C as a, uh, as a root seven chord shell. And this is C and B in the left hand, and that's a root seven chord shell. So D and C, G and B, C and B. And that's all I'm gonna keep playing in the left hand. And the reason that I'm doing these chord shells with the root in the left hand is so I can hear that root motion. Now on the right hand, I'm just gonna simply start by coming right down my D minor seven uh, arpeggio, so D, C, A, F. 
So now what I did right here was I did D, C, A, F, D, C, A, A sharp, B. So you see what I did there? I'm approaching the B. B is my target note. I'm trying to get to the B, so I do that half-step approach into the B. You can also look at that as a double chromatic as well. The A to A sharp up to B. So I'm utilizing those half steps and those approaches to kind of get into that note B. Now listen to what happens if I decide to do like something more scalar now. All right? Now remember, when we're doing a 2-5-1, okay, in the key of C here, we can just utilize our C major scale for the entire 2-5-1. So that means on my D minor 7, on my G7, and on my C major, I could just use the notes from the C major scale. So now let's say I do this. And so I'm starting on D, and then I'm coming back up. I came all the way down to D, and now I'm hitting E, right, which is the 13th on G. And then I end on B for the C major 7th chord. All right, so not a great sounding line. The 13th on the B, on, on the G chord, rather, is a little bit weak. So now listen to this. So you hear the difference there? So now what I did was I wanted to get to D for my target note on the G7 chord. So what I did was I delayed the resolution by utilizing an approach note, okay? So again, for those of you that are listening and don't have the benefit of seeing what I'm playing here, just imagine this. In the right hand, I'm gonna start on D, and I'm coming down, D, C, B, A, G, F, E, D, all right? So this is from D to D, all white notes, okay? But now remember, if I have one measure per chord, this is one and two and three and four and, right? But now guess what? I'm already on the D and I'm on the and of four, right? So four and, right? So I'm on that last eighth note. Well, guess what? I'm not gonna play the D again, so I'm not gonna go this. Right? That doesn't make sense. Right? You don't want to do that. So instead, since I want to get to that D, I will delay the resolution. And then I can go D, C, B, A, G, F, E. Whoa, oh, I need one more note, so what do I do? Then go down to E flat, and then resolve to D. Now you might say, well, wait a second, you did a half step from above, right? Well, what about going a half step from below? Sure, let's try it. D, C, B, A, G, F, E, C sharp, then come up to the D. Okay. I just walked right back up. So, by utilizing those approaches, you're able to create these lines that kind of weave through the harmony, and they sound a little bit more complicated than just playing your plain old major scale. So, different ways of practicing this. Start very simple, right? So, like, like I would just do 
four eighth notes. So four eighth notes on the D minor, four eighth notes on the G7, four eighth notes on C major. Okay, you can also look at it as four quarter notes, okay? You're just trying to get from one chord to the next. So here, and I'm just gonna utilize chord tones for the first three eighth notes, and the last one, I'm gonna do an approach. So here I have D, A, F, and I'll go to A, uh, a sharp, and then resolve up to the B, okay? Now I could just go from D to G, D to G, over and over again. So like, how about if I go F, D, C, A, then the B. All right, so that's a whole step below coming up to the B. All right, what if I did a half step? F, D, C, A sharp, up to the B. Or if I did A, F, C, C sharp, D. A, F, C, C sharp, D. Again, I'm hitting the D, which is the fifth of my G7 chord, right? kind of a cool one. D, A, F, A flat coming down to the G. Now let's continue that on. Let's, let's, let's take that line right there. D, A, F, A flat, G, B, D, D sharp, E. That's a great sounding line right there on a 2-5-1. Do that as well. So there's D, A, F, A flat, half step above the G, resolving down to the G. Then I go B, D, I go one more note, go D flat, and then resolve down to the C. So these approaches are a fantastic way of creating some chromaticism in your improvisation, helping you to delay the line, just creating this real cool bebop kind of sound in your improv. Now, what I'm doing is in exercise 20, I'm going to show you how to use these uh, different types of approaches over a 2-5-1 progression. Now I suggest starting with that 2-5-1 progression, that's the easiest progression to start with, and it's a great vehicle to use for your um, improvisation, you know, over, uh, you know, utilizing these approaches. So start with that 2-5-1 progression, that's a great one to start with, right? Check it out, Exer exercise number 20, all right? Uh, actually, I'm sorry, not exercise number 20, exercise number 21, all right? That should say exercise 21 shows you that, all right? So not exercise 20, exercise 21. Exercise 20 uh, talked about uh, the altered scale, so if you wanna check that one out, that, that's, that's really cool as well. But exercise 21 goes through that, you know, those approaches over the 251, all right? So anyway, that's it for me. I'll see you guys in the next lesson. Take care, guys.